Yeah. Um, so my first question is this. Uh, had you, did you watch Wishbone as a kid? Of course. Good? Of course. Yes, good, 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 good. Because I, I, I realized I have no idea how old you are, but I think that we're maybe sort of similar in age. I'm 33. I'm not afraid to say it. Um, Great. And You're so, the youngest person on this call. Congratulations. Hey, let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, youngin. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, my God. I've never felt so good. Um, <laughs> oh, hold on. There we go. Oh, there we go. There oh, we nice go. one. Um, we, yeah, so I watched, I wasn't allowed to watch any TV except PBS as a kid. Um, so it was Wishbone, Arthur, um, whatever. Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider. (gasps) Really? No Ghost Rider. Oh God, I loved Ghost Rider. Reading Reading Rainbow? Of course, Reading Rainbow, yes, yes, yes. Reading Rainbow, classic. Although that was even a little bit before my time, but they would replay it a lot. Reading Um, Rainbow was my time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm 43. So <laughs> I go. claim LeVar Burton as my reading hero. Mm. One of the, one of our best. To mm. be he is. I, um, I don't Jeopardy understand. Now. Yes! Jeopardy now. What's the reluctance? <laughs> What's the reluctance? Why? It's so obvious. Just, mm-hmm. just do it. Yep. Just do it. Welcome to Sauced in Austin, a Podlander <laughs> Drumcast podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. We are joined this week by a very special guest. I'm so excited about it. Uh, Danny Jealous. Hey. Here, um, because he's such a huge Jane Austen fan. No, here, uh, because he's very nice, and uh, we thought it would be funny if we talked to him about Wishbone. And he has a new comedy special, which we're also going to talk about, which rules, by the way. It was um, great, It's yeah, so I just great. It. it was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so uh, and much. I have tons of questions about it, um, but also we're we're just going to talk about Wishbone. So you watched Wishbone growing up. Do you have any memory of this episode? Yes, I did. The set, I, I, it's it. Wishbone's become a blur because they all follow a very similar structure. So it's like I remember that the it's like there's certain things that stick with you. So like I remember um, the one that was like back in time. Uh, there, there was one where the uh, the jeez, oh, and now it's like I'm I sound like an idiot because it's like I need to name a book and I can't name the book. Uh, <laughs> it's like, that's why it's the... going away real quick on this. Piece. I know, I know. What's the no? It's your childhood. It's a, a, it's all a blur. What's the what's the one where he goes back the time machine one? The the monkey monsters that come out of the ground. H, the H G Wells. Yes, that yeah. thing scared me as a kid. So I remember I didn't like that one. Mm-hmm. War of the Worlds? No. Was it based on War of the Worlds? No, it's based on... Um, it's the Time Machine. Yeah, it's the Time... Yeah, I think it's okay. literally called the Time Machine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They made a really bad remake with it with Guy Pierce. Uh, horrible. The Wishbone, really ep- the Wishbone episode is way better. That, <laughs> um, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that one I remember, and then I remember, like... I remember... A co- but, like, for example, I'll tell you what I remembered from this episode. The woman who was, like, the comedic... Uh, like princess woman who then was the choreographer at the end. I was like, oh, I remember her <laughs> distinctly. And I Googled her before we got on here because I was like, I remember loving this woman. <laughs> What's so great is that we effing We love her, her too. too. She's so incredible. We are, I would say 50% of the first episode we did on Wishbone, this is 
episode two of a three-part series on first impressions. <laughs> of a 20-minute episode of yeah. TV. Yeah. Um, but the she reason it's a, a lot of feelings. It oh, did. God. The uh-huh. reason it's a three-part episode is because I had already decided, like, I got that email from your publicist. I was like, I, you know, we're, we're going to do that Wishbone episode. I feel like it would be funny to talk to Danny about Wishbone. Let's do that. Uh, and then we watched it, and that woman's name is Jean Simpson. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, she's amazing. I have to find out what she's up to. And as I was Googling her, like you, trying to find out what she was up to, I found her email address. So I emailed her and she's doing the podcast next oh, week. Come so, on. Yeah. Oh, come <laughs> on. Uh, so that's our announcement. Us. Special episode next week with Jane Simpson. She's going to tell oh us. She loves Shane Austin. And she's going to tell us all about what it's like to act with and choreograph for a dog. Very this tough. Says a lot that like that you were also impacted by her though like that she like, was all great. Of us. She was please so tell good. her yeah she was so good. I remember she was Joan of Arc, and I remember she did she was a bunch of them like I she was a wishbone staple, uh, and she's phenomenal and she's got great comedic timing. Just very impressed. Even like she had two lines in this one, and I was like. Just great. She, she My did more favorite with that back bit, bend. the back bend. The back bend. It's yeah. really <laughs> like that's high art. Yes, high and art. then at the end when when they said she was choreographer, I was like, of course she is, because that of back course. bend was perfect. <laughs> of uh-huh. course, a superstar. Uh-huh. Um, so just so you know, Danny, so she awesome. also <laughs> teaches an uh, like a fitness class that's music theater dance in Hollywood somewhere. So if you're ever like, hmm, I need to brush up my dancing skills. I'm so embarrassed. I get so embarrassed dancing. I don't know if I have it in me. You have. But, you got tons of practice on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, but I was embarrassed the whole time, and it's only because Cat <laughs> Burns held my hand through the entire process like a child <laughs> and led me. To... <laughs> I so mean, I just... what you missed when you were popular, you were on it. You had that dance oh, break. I I spent, if I told you how much time I spent at home practicing that dance, and Cat Burns worked with me so much, and we got there. And I was good enough. I'm a good enough dancer that if I put in the time, I can get there. And I was able to survive on Crazy X because of Cat Burns and because like you can now if you work if you work hard, you can do almost anything if you just willing to like put in the time. Uh, but like, you know, an off the cuff dance not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually perfect because I hadn't thought of this angle, but this week on episode two of our Wishbone mega series, we're talking specifically <laughs> about the present day slash 90s storyline uh, because it brought up a lot of feelings for all of us. We were like, I remember holding somebody at arm's length in the middle school gym, swaying back and forth to Bone Thugs and Harmony very clearly. Um, so that's like off the cuff dancing and all the things that I didn't miss when I wasn't popular. So I feel like this is perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, for those of you who are wondering what the hell I'm talking about, Danny uh, first popped onto my radar as a member of the cast of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, a show which I'm pretty sure you've all heard me mention once or twice, um, and also just sing at random. Um, sometimes on the podcast, sorry, uh, Rachel, I will get you some royalties or something. Um, it's, it's always less than 30 seconds. We're good. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> She's fine. Um, uh, And uh, Danny played George and was the linchpin of maybe my favorite joke in the whole series, um, uh, which was a a song um, that got interrupted by a commercial break. And I laughed so hard that I thought I was going to die. It was great. Did you get that far in the show, Aaron? Did you get to... That I I'm don't think I'm through season one. Wait, who's heavy... Aaron? Sorry, Janine. Janine. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I was answering. Uh, it's a it, it's a heavy show, and I loved every episode I watched. But I just felt it's it's a heavy show uh, with all the comedy inside of it. So I just never went further. 
my For apologies. Sure. It's also yeah. hour long episodes, so it's not a small mm-hmm. commitment. It's like no. it isn't just I like I tell because sometimes people will be like, oh, like we become friends. They'll be like, oh, I want to watch Crazy X to like see what see you work. And I'm like, hey, look, I love you to do it. I think it's a great show. Like I really. Very. I've been involved in lots of things in my career that I am not shy about saying, like, oh, it's not a great thing, or like, oh, it's fine. Crazy X is a great TV show that, like, truly, I believe, like, honored to be a part of it. It is truly a great product. But if you want to watch me on it, you are going to have to dedicate 30 <laughs> to 40 hours of your life before you even get to me. And then you've <laughs> got a while to go. So it's like, you know, factor that in accordingly to, to how committed you are to being my friend. Well, I think... Janine, you really should go back to it eventually, but I would maybe wait until we're not in a global mental health crisis. Yeah, see, I I had to take a break for a year because it's been rough. It's wonderful, but it is occasionally pretty intense. Yeah, I'm okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I'll just watch Vikings. George, however, (laughs) he always seemed to be doing pretty fine. George, George held up okay. George was pretty, pretty emotionally all right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, So. 90s wishbone wait no let's talk about the comedy special and then we'll talk about wishbone some more and then we'll probably be done um so first of all it's called six parts and it's on youtube yes Mm -hmm. yes great youtube Um, free anybody can watch it no issues no paywall nothing and everybody should and this is me saying this people it's fucking hilarious like when i was told i had to watch it i'm like fine and then I started watching. And I was like, "This guy's great." It's Thank like you so when much. your friend tells you that they want you to come to their improv show, and then the improv is good. Yeah, yeah, Sim- it very, never happens. Very, very similar reaction. I was like, "Okay, well, I mean, this we should. It's respectful." But no, that was great. I enjoyed it a lot. Like, and, thank you. Um, your comedy connects to things that I think about from an academic perspective. So I Definitely. really enjoyed that part too. Thank you so much. I, we really like. We put in a lot of time and effort into this thing like there's a real conceit those of you haven't seen it's six different places six parts so it's like there's a real conceit to it and it like we made it like this is going to go on netflix and then due to pandemic slash like general way i felt about the industry at a certain point i was like I don't think it makes sense. And not that Netflix did not want it to be clear, but then, uh, (laughs) but the places that did, I was like, I was like, I, I just want this thing to be out in the world and people actually see it. So I do think we out kick when people hear YouTube special. I do think people think like, Oh, you just like recorded a random show and it's like whatever. But it was like, no, no, this was like, this was my first special. I treat it like my first special I put in. It is the most effort. I'll never make a dime off this thing now, but I'm like so proud of the product. I really think it's good. I well, mean, hopefully thank you for it gets yeah. you a lot of work and that mm-hmm. way right. it, it makes you money that way. But it's, it was such a joy to watch this morning. Um, I just, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Where did the idea to do the six different locations come from? So don't tell comedy who I did it with their whole business model is um, we do shows in like weird places, basically any place but a comedy club, they do a show. And I loved that. I always thought that was like the most, I, I love doing their shows because I like being thrown off my game. Um, and so I told them I wanted to do a special where it was six different sets, six, 10 minutes, rather than do an hour, which I do. The truth is in my career, I've done a lot of 10 minute sets. That's really what I know. And I was like, I can do six 10-minute sets that are perfect and will flow perfectly. 
and I can put them together and it'll feel a bit different. It gives people the opportunity to take a break between like, cause specials can feel like a daunting task at times. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I think like helped people. I've talked to a lot of people who are like, I've never finished a special. I usually don't finish specials and I finished yours partially cause I was able to like take a break halfway through or whatever. I just like the idea with that said, uh, what a, I cannot stress enough to any young comic listening, do not do a special this way. Uh, this is the most <laughs> difficult, <laughs> insane yep. way to do a special. Don't ever do it this way. It is uh, crazy. It was wild. Because you had six different locations that were all well-lit and well-produced, and then six different audiences that you had to get in, to fill in? You, the way you usually do a special is you, yeah. is you rent a theater, you get every family and friend member you've ever met in the theater, mm-hmm. and you crush in front of them. And instead, what I did was six random locations where nobody even knew a special was being filmed. (laughs) And none of them knew who I was or that it was even like important. Uh, And it was and some like there's the the art gallery section. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nobody came to that show. There were like 20 people in that crowd. And so that was basically just the front row we saw. You saw, every, you t- and you see my fiance in the crowd because we had to have her sit to fill seats, and we were literally like, okay, literally, literally we were, we were like, all right, it's called five parts now. Like, we'll just do it. Like, like, we'll just, it's fine. Like, we'll just make it five parts and like whatever. And like, and uh, but we were like, well, I guess we should do the show. And then the twenty people were the best twenty audience members ever. And they were so into it, and I connected so hard with them. And I was like, we finished, and I was like, keep it. Like, let's go. It was great. It was very lucky. But it was the, the amount of every single one has at least, like, two, like, oh, we at that moment, we were like, it will never work. The barbershop, every time somebody opened the bathroom, the loudest air thing would go off. <laughs> so it was like, that can't work. We like So nobody was allowed to go to the bathroom, and we couldn't tell them why. Uh, I loved I loved that at different times you really had to drag the audience with you yes. and oh. how it was so masterfully done. Like, yeah, I really you. appreciate your work because watching these people who was very clear didn't know you and wasn't like your friends and family. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to lay something on them and you like, I'll get you there. Come on. Yeah. That made me laugh every fucking time because you did it. <laughs> Thank you. awesome. Your uh, your catchphrase, uh, don't pull back in that. I was just like, at first I was like, I thought it was like a, you were pumping yourself up, but then I realized, yeah. no, you're like, no, don't, don't go away from me. Keep Come up. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because they good. don't know I these. They, they're just like a normal crowd. It was wild. I, I so that. It was, that was fun. It was uh, quite the experience, but we did it, and I'm very proud of it. But it was, what a nightmare. What a nightmare <laughs> to film. <laughs> My uh, wishbone connection to your special, and there is one, Mm-hmm. is um nice. it occurred to me nice when i was <laughs> when i was of course rewatching first impressions the 1995 episode of wishbone that adapts pride and prejudice um it's classic i realized <laughs> that the voice that you use when you're pretending to be your future grandkids sounds a lot like wishbone oh that's interesting that's Grandpa, what i was thinking about what's i kept going a bus? like I kept thinking, like, where did I? I heard his voice on an animated series or something. <laughs> that's what. The, that's what it was. And what if I told you I was in fact the voice of Wishbone? Uh, <laughs> you were so good in 1995. Yeah, well, your you voice so changed early. Were, yeah, no, I was eight years that. old, but I I could hit a zinger like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also feel like you should know that. Um, 
they are apparently there's somewhere out there because of course it is there is a wishbone feature film in development so i think after this podcast you need to get your agent on the phone you need to say hello agent uh i I hear that there's a there's a wishbone movie in the works and i need you to know if if larry what's his name i want to say larry david but obviously it's not larry david (laughs) although that Um, would be fucking awesome larry brantley it's weird now who never never know you never know if houston native larry brantley uh is unavailable uh they should look to me because man you're dead dead vocal your future grandkids are and that will make sense when you watch the special which you should dead ringer for wishbone (laughs) Oh, thank you. I would, uh, that would be an honor. An honor to take over the Wishbone Mantle. I also feel like they shouldn't make it a movie. They should just bring the TV show back uh, for what it's worth. That doesn't make any sense to me when I hear it. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what is a movie version of Wishbone? It's just another book. Yeah, how many books are they going to do in a movie? Is the, Are they only going to do one? Like, are they doing War and Peace? Is it Wishbone yeah. War they're and Peace? Doing, <laughs> they're doing uh, The Hobbit, all three Lord of the Rings books, and The Silmarillion. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I want to see. By the way, wi- I by the way I did a my old sketch group. We have a sketch, a wishbone sketch. No, you do not. Yes, we did. That oh I wrote. Gosh, it is a it is a very and would it would you believe it didn't do great? Uh, <laughs> but it, <laughs> it turned out there was not a huge audience for this bit. Uh, but it was a sketch where it was very quick. It was a quick sketch where it was uh, this woman on a bed. She was dressed like very sexy, and she was like, hi, come on in here. Like, get on over. You're a good boy. Blah, blah. And then it just went, hey, wishbone. And it cut to a dog, and it cut to me pulling the thing, and I was like, quit reading my Playboy. And that was the entire sketch. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> by the bit. You're in the right subset of yes. audience members right now. We're your audience. We're the audience for that joke. I know. Um, God, that's good. It's not on yeah. YouTube, is it? Oh yeah, it's on YouTube. See, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'll make a YouTube playlist. I think that that's a thing that people do. And yeah. the first thing in the playlist will be six parts, a new comedy special from Dan and Jealous. And then the second thing will be that sketch. And then the third thing. Will be I don't know. I'll try to find the Dunkin' Donuts commercial you talk about in your special. It's uh, pinned under the comments. Nice. Is it really? Comments. Yeah, Perfect. somebody found it. Somebody found it immediately, and I immediately God, pinned the it because I was like, I know they're so good. Internet. So and good. I lo- and, and also I really like when people pin that commercial because there is a feeling amongst people that comics are lying a lot. I don't lie on stage, and so I love when people pin the commercial and people can see it because I do not exaggerate it one bit it's literally in spanish the version they found so it isn't like there's lines or anything it is just exactly what i described <laughs> to a t i did not exaggerate one bit <laughs> no lies detected no lies detected. Oh, that's man. great so um how do we feel about this 90s story like because i feel like poor joe has a really rough time of it and i was unsatisfied by the resolution being well it was the bully I mean, I hate bullies, but what bullies? Like, I'm really going to stick it to these kids. I'm going to spread rumors about how they all want to date each other. I mean, and that bully was probably going through something. Like, that was pretty close to the dot-com bubble. Like, there was probably something else going on in this home. Like, oh, what? yeah. No, for sure. I don't know. I, f- I felt odd about it, too. I, uh, I felt like the bully really got underserved in the story. I felt like he just, uh, he's just a... He said one kind of mean thing out of the gates. Kind of. And then all of a sudden it was like at the end, Wishbone 
was very mean to him, I felt. Wishbone was really mean. Well, Wishbone immediately jumped on him and put mud all over his clothes. Come on, Wishbone. Come yeah, on, That Wishbone. was like harsh. Where harsh. was the leash? Where was Wishbone. the leash? What was his name? That Billy had a great name, though. I will say that. What was his name? What I was just his had name? it up. Demontre or De- Demillo or something like that? Yeah, it was something like that. Demont. It was such a good Demont. name. It was Demont. Yeah. Demont. I was like, what a great name Because I was like, really? Bully. That kid's Demont? Cool. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you're right, it felt like he just said the one mean thing and it caused the entire uh, cascade of events. But I think that what he did was get into Joe's head so deep because Mm -hmm. Joe was poor, right? Joe was being raised by a single mother. I don't know if these things really, I mean, you guys watched Wishbone originally. I did not. Did that come through to you? Did it come through that he had all that anxiety about being poor? Oh, yeah. When you were a kid? And, like, for me, it connected because, like, that's kind of how my parents talked about, you know, spending money. So I was like, oh, yeah, poor. You're poor. When we, mm-hmm. we were not poor. We were just, you know, com- like, that's just the conversation we had often. So totally connected. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, yeah, Wishbone, uh, got, Wishbone got heavy on some yeah. episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were poor, and I connected a lot with the Joe storyline in that respect because I also I got tall um, fast and often. Um, so I would, I would buy school clothes and then my jeans would immediately be two inches too short, like immediately. And we couldn't afford new ones. So I just walked around with like, not short enough to look like it was intentional, but not all the way to the ground. And it was, I, it was mortifying. So I really connected. And then he had a shirt on inside out and backwards. What? Damn it, Very true to me. Very true. I was like, I get that. I, um. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I connected more on the, uh, I was very small when I was in, when I, like, I was the shortest kid in my grade, basically until, like, late high school. And then I just became, like, <laughs> okay, like, short. But I wasn't, like, cartoonishly <laughs> short. Uh, it was, I was so short. So I, that was always my thing. And I was How very short uncool. were you? I was, like, under five foot <laughs> into, into high school. Like, I was, like, real tiny. I was real, real little guy. A little fella. Well, now you're seven feet tall. That must I be great. I am seven feet tall, and I feel great. <laughs> and it's amazing, and I'm a basketball player, and it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you do have a basketball hoop behind you right now. Um, I know. I keep it up on the wall. I know it's we're moving, but I'm very uh, – I'm going to miss that thing. I love that thing. And I'm going to bring it to my new home when we get there. I also have a dog sleeping in the back, by the way, a very wishbone-esque dog. Yeah. Is it a Jack Russell? No, not actually like the same okay. breed, but same, same size. Okay. Mm. Uh, what is the dog's name, and what Har- is the dog's preferred pronouns? Harper, and she is a she is a uh, she her, great uh, or yeah, I think that's right. Um, she's a, she's a lovely lady, but you know she also doesn't believe in se- you know she believes in gender fluidity. So great. we try not to we try not to gender her in any way. Um, but today she's a lady. Does she um does she recreate classic literature at all? I like to think she does. She uh she definitely like will sometimes be staring off and I'm like, oh, she's probably inside a Jane Austen novel right now. <laughs> Learning about the complexities of social dynamics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think every time. Every time. Uh do you do y'all have specific middle school dance memories? Because that was the other thing about this episode oh, that, where I was yeah. like, oh God, I can't. I don't want to go back there. I have some cringe ones. Oh my God. I have one memory. There's too many to go through, but the one that I just go, oh, Aaron, what were you doing? Who's that? Who's Aaron? 
Well, Aaron's the previous me. Um, I <laughs> pretended to be a fortune teller. There was some like thing where I was pretending to be a fortune teller, and then someone got what? this what this that girl that I had. Like I was, there was like this uh, a blanket, and there was like this little like booth, and I was pretending to do fortunes for people, and then someone was like, "I'm going to get your uh, crush over here, and you're going to tell her that you like her as the fortune teller." And that I'm actually getting anxious just thinking about that experience. <laughs> like oh my it was, God. it was. There was nothing good about that experience. It was very what embarrassing. Happened? I told her kind of, but it was not a secret, so it wasn't like there wasn't a fortune being told. It was just like me being a dick, saying like you should ask this guy out. Um, <laughs> and everyone, and like she's not sitting there looking directly at you, knowing who you are. Yeah, decently de- not not terrible. I, I got uh, that's not a terrible Thanks. line. Did it not? Work? I'm assuming it didn't work. No, it, it no. Mm. I think a lot of people got a good laugh out of it though. So uh, silver worst. Silver linings. Silver linings. So were you doing like first of all, why was there a fortune teller at your dance? I don't that's know. That's a great question. Okay. And then were you doing like an eye of Zoltar thing? Kind like, of, yes. Mm-hmm. That's exact that's pretty close to what we were doing. People would come up to you and say, like, what's in my future? And you would say, I see that you are about to slow dance to Bone Thugs in Harmony? Kind of, yes. This okay. was this was oh, this was sixth grade. So this was wishbone time. Mm. Um, and so also painfully awkward because none of us knew how to talk to, uh, people we liked or just make relationships and we were all in pain. There was a lot to go. There's a lot. I'm, I want to move away from this memory. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Julie, you've been the one who's super excited about talking about your middle school dances, but I think I have a feeling that you were, uh, cool, cooler than, than me and Janine and Danny of course was incredibly cool, but I'm guessing you were cooler. Maybe I don't, I don't really have any rubric to judge that by anymore. Cause I'm so fucking old, but I will say this, my nemesis, I'll only call him by his first name, Randy. <laughs> oh, great nemesis name. Oh man. <laughs> Fuck Randy. Uh, you know what? I hope Randy has a great life and is okay now, but back in middle school, we fucking hated each other except at school dances because he was the only boy who could fast dance with me. Like actually dance, like do running man and shit and like (laughs) switch positions. And so, so it was like deep. Cause they're like, when we're in class, he's making fun of how deep my voice is for a girl. Fuck you, Randy. And then we get to the dance and he's all over my ass. Fuck Randy. That's mine. I mean, I think Randy probably had a crush on you. No, for sure. I don't know. Maybe. Did you and Rand, did you and Randy ever uh, have any sort of connection beside the dances, as far as romantically? Not at all. He was stupid. Mm. I mm. mean, like actually, <laughs> pretty dumb. Mm. Like, and, yeah. it just sounds because it sounds like you're describing the beginning of a teen movie. It truly. It sound, yeah. No. It sounds like the next act. You two are actually going to realize you have a lot in common. <laughs> No, but he was friends with my first serious boyfriend, so I had to be around him all the time. And he was all he always had something choice to say to me about either being smart or how deep my voice was at the time for being a girl, but he always wanted to get up next to me on that Bell Bib DeVoe action. I think, so <laughs> I think you might have just described what the next season of Stranger Things will be like. This is definitely <laughs> gonna be a part of that. God, I'm in. <laughs> Danny, what were you, what were your what are your middle school dance memories? Is, does anything come well, to mind? Well, let me tell you. I uh, it might shock you guys to find out I was not particularly cool. Um, mm. And really, honestly, until like midway through high school, it, I got out of like the the. There's like a bottom tier you really don't want to be in, and like midway through middle school, I, like through high school, I finally got out of that. 
The nice thing about being truly such like a just a loser was middle school dances were I, it never showed up like there was any chance anything was going to happen. That was like a done deal. It was like nobody's going to dance. We knew what it was. So it was like I don't really have bad memories because I don't even think I went because it was just like so not going to. It was just so out of the question. So I don't have those terrible memories, thank God, because it was just like ain't going to happen. Nobody, okay. nobody likes your boy. That's like you like set your expectations. You're just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish I, I mean, I wish I could honestly. It's like because I was in that horrible level of cool where I was not cool, but I really wanted to be cool, mm. which is like just a nightmare. It's the worst thing you can be. Yeah. Uh, so I also, you know, look, it took me a while to figure out my personality as a human. So I also was probably pretty annoying. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of get it on their end. But. Yeah, no, it took a while. But also I was like in Virginia, like I'm a I was like the only Jew in like a Virginia public school. It was like what what were we uh, what were we doing? You know? It was mm-hmm. tough. These kids. Uh I uh was also a not cool kid who really wanted to be cool, but when you're a girl, the way it asserts the way it asserts asserts itself is you show up in your two short jeans and a totally unflattering crop top, and you stand in a circle with all of the other girls who are in jeans that are appropriate length and unflattering crop tops, and you dance. Um, usually to like the Quad City DJs, which by the way, <laughs> I am so excited for them to get that commercial. Um, I guess that's not the. Is it the Quad City DJs? No, it's not. Who What's does? Their name? Whoop, there it is. Oh, tag team. Tag team. I'm oh, very excited for again. tag team check because it, of that commercial. That Have you seen that commercial? Is art. No, that commercial is art. Oh, French vanilla, Rocky Road. Oh, of course. Yep. Chocolate, yeah. peanut butter, cookie dough. <laughs> oh, fun. I, I, I could do it forever. <laughs> uh, Scoop. There it is, is the it's, thing. It's a delight. Couldn't mm-hmm. be happier for the two of them. Make that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in the was that is that also an insurance commercial? Because I was thinking, I I feel like I feel like maybe it's an insurance commercial because I was also thinking about insurance commercials earlier. Because in your stand up special, you tell the "Do you want to sex with Tumbo story?" or "Who wants to sex with Tumbo story?" <gasps> Geico, uh, boom, yes, no, no, just no. showed up, just showed up, and I was like, "Let's go with the Matumbo commercials coming back." Those yes. commercials are that commercial was five years ago. That commercial came out. And they out of nowhere brought it back, and I was like, "Let's go!" Yes, yes, yeah. it's yeah. Like a really that, uh, good one. It's like that Corona uh, Florida Christmas commercial that's just been playing for 30, yep. 30 years now. Mm-hmm. It's know? everybody's dream. And yeah. the M and M's one where they see Santa and they go, "He does exist. They do exist." exist. Twenty yeah. years that's been going on. Twenty. It does, years. It's not even in HD. It's like, what are we <laughs> doing with that commercial? <laughs> that commercial looks terrible. And then there's this other commercial, like in that top tier, there's this other commercial where it's a speed dating event and there are a bunch of guys yeah, sitting yeah. around. Um, so let, let me ask this before we move towards wrapping up here. Um, Danny, you, uh, you dropped rather expertly a little, a little like, here's what Jane Austen's really about. Because usually, quite often, you talk to a straight dude about Jane Austen and they're like, Mmm, romancy hearts and flowers. And you were like, no, astute social commentary. So what what's your deal with Jane Austen? Have you read some Jane Austen? Are you a Jane Austen fan? No, I know Perif. I I'm I'm a I am i do not wanna I don't wanna oversell my my uh literature abilities. I, I know I know her work, obviously, familiar with it. Um, also, <laughs> you know, the Wishbone episode just reminded me of obviously the complexities of Pride and Prejudice. Um <laughs> But 
<laughs> yeah, I don't have a ton to say about Jane Austen. I, but I, That's I fine. you know, I know I wish I was a better reader. We we uh, I'm I'm like I read scripts so often. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm reading a lot. And then like at some point my fiance the other day was like, I've never seen you read a book. And I was like, well, but I'm <laughs> reading words well, all the well, time. And if you haven't like tried Jane Austen, cause I am reading it for the first time, reading Jane Austen for the first time. It's hard. Like there's different cadence to it. Different, la- different oh, yeah. way of reading. And well, it's those like, old not, books are not that's fun. rough. <laughs> it's like doing Shakespeare. It's like, like as an actor, you're like, yeah, it's, I get that. It's like very high art. And, but it's also like, this is tough. <laughs> this yeah. is not roll off the tongue. Like this is, this is not <laughs> modern. I'm using TikTokers to help me understand it. I'm following like t- uh, Jane Austen TikTok. That's how I'm doing. Really, it these I days. fucking love yeah. that. That's a thing. Yeah, there's a guy, there's a guy from Boston who uh, who does Boston talk. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Jane Boston, I think is how, she, how he calls it. But it's basically just him reading Jane Austen in a Boston accent, and it's fucking. That's amazing. hilarious. Uh, it's that's so a great good. bit. You yeah. gotta have a bit. Yeah, I'm so bad at the TikToks. Do you have a TikTok? Of course. Do you? I mean, of course, you have to. In this day in the page, I mean, you had apparently you had a vine at some point, so this is the next evolution. Oh, right? I for sure had a vine. God, yeah, I miss I vine. A... Yeah, I think vine didn't get its due. I think vine probably could have been well, around vine, for a little bit longer. You know, unfortunately, vine was the first, right? It was the first of that thing. Yeah. And so they were the first one to make superstars on this stupid app, and then the first one to have those superstars turn on them. They basically created, they were the first one to create monsters. And then that those monsters turned on them and they died. And it was yeah. horrible. And I've, I'll, you know, RIP it forever. Um, I said it on, I say in the special, RIP fine. Uh, I, it's, it's tough. TikTok's now taking over that mantle. IG, Instagram's doing everything it can. They're doing reels, IGTV. They're doing oh, everything they're trying. it can. They're, they're trying. trying every which direction. I still think six seconds, though, was the best. Six seconds was so stupidly short the skate the, all, the only vines i remember were the roller skaters batman dad oh batman, batman dad. dad what a time batman dad was amazing batman dad. yeah yeah what do you think that guy's up to probably still dressing as batman and scaring his wife because he yeah. seems like maybe he's into that i guarantee you he has a i guarantee you he has a cameo I guarantee <laughs> yes. it <laughs> yes are sure. you on cameo danny no Mm-hmm. No, I just, if anybody asks me to do something, I'll do it. Usually I just do it. I, I, I don't like try. It's like, here we are. Yeah. yeah like, no, it's true. I'm like, I, I just don't like that feeling. Pe- other actors are way better at making money than me. I'm so, I literally, I'm like, I will make money. I'm special. I don't have a cameo. I'm so bad at making money, but I just like, uh, something bad. And I'm like, eh. if, if somebody hits me up on a DM and I see it and they're like, can you just make a video for my friend? I'm like, sure. You know, it takes me five seconds. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you could probably do. There's a. There's certainly like a um, a diehard crazy ex fandom that I'm sure would be all about. Like, can you say happy birthday to my friend? But they probably do that already. It's tell so, them it, to do. They do, and if they do, I always do it because I'm like. Of course, that's nice. That's such a nice thing. I still am very touched by that. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, people know me from all sorts of stuff. And if someone hits me up and they're like, it would mean a lot if you said happy birthday to my friend. I'm like, what's their birthday. name? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes two seconds. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. It's nice. You know, it's like, it's not like I'm overwhelmed at this stage of my career. I'm not overwhelmed with requests. You know, it's like, sure. It feels nice. It's nice. It makes me feel <laughs> needed. 
<laughs> well, that's, and that's kind of you. It's good. I mean, well, I'm enjoying this conversation a lot. So it speaks highly of you also as like, well, just why not? Right. Yeah. That's good. Why not? Just good guy stuff. Yeah. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how much of this was I caught on the recording, uh, but as a testament to your niceness, uh, you are moving today, tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow we move. Uh, everything is in box. It, it, those of you who listen to the podcast, what you can't see is uh, I am just surrounded by boxes as we do this. I am just living in boxes. Oh, Everything's yeah. in a box right now. It is utter chaos in this place. Um, but we are... But it's fine. Whatever. Uh, We're doing it. I also moved during coronavirus, um, and it was the worst. So you have my sympathy. Um, it's hopefully tough. We, it'll also, be. we also have to go to an in. We like sold this place, then we bought a place, but they don't like connect the time period. So we have to go to an in. So all this stuff is going into a. Uh, and this is interesting for the podcast listeners. They're all going into a uh, a storage unit for like a month and then for a month we're living out of suitcases then we move into our new place oh so man this is going to be a month-long move i had a friend who bought a house uh who had some there they also added that and for a month they basically couldn't spend money because everything's an escrow and you're just like i don't fucking this is just it sounds fine so we 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 did it the <laughs> we did it the way you're supposed to do it yeah like where we sold our place first then bought so technically right now yes you're right out there's a ton of money just I mean, floating just, in the ether there's just money in the ether it's just like we're yeah. gonna get this massive amount then we have to send it all here might as well but be bitcoin I, it's wild to me i'm yeah. like i have no clue but and they keep throwing the amounts of money they're throwing around these days i'm like <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a process okay. it's a process it's a process but we're doing it we're living our life yes uh julie you mentioned that you had a question that you wanted to save for the end I do have a very specific question. This is huh. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend related, and it's uh, it will lead me to understand a little bit more of your artistic process as an actor and how you really can like pretend to do things whether or not you care about them. Do you, as a person, like ska music? I don't. But here's what <laughs> well, then I you're say. very good. You're very good at your job. But what I will say is this. Uh, that... Ska song in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, it was it was on set. So it literally said, this is what, at this point, the writers really, like, trusted me. So in the script, it just said, like, George sings the ska song. So I, like, did a ton of research on ska. I mean, I knew, obviously, ska, but I, like, did research. And then Jack Dolgen was on set, and he's a genius. And so we, like, literally talked out this, like, <laughs> this silly little riff. And then I was like, bah, 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 and I did the whole thing. And then Adam Schlesinger, the brilliant genius he is, actually turned that thing into a song that played over the credits. And so me and Adam got credited as the writers of that song. I am credited <laughs> as a writer of a song on Crazy X. That's, that's awesome. amazing. Isn't that wild? God, Julie, what a good question. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know question. it was going to lead to that gold nugget. No, no one ever asked about the Scott song. And I'm like, fun <laughs> fact, that was improvised and then turned into an actual song. And then now I got credit. And I was like, I remember when they gave me credit. I was like, that is friendly. So <laughs> is, it, is it is it like like RuPaul style available on iTunes somewhere? Do you get yes, like a, a yes. penny a year from the Scott song? I literally have never even looked at how I could get money. That's how much I imagine nobody's buying it. But 
<laughs> but maybe I'm just broken is a song you can buy. And That's it's, awesome. it's like 35 seconds, 45, 47. Maybe I'm just broken. It's like he, Adam, like built it. But those are all things I said on set when we just were like, I was like, I don't know. How does a Scott, we just like talked out a Scott song, me and Jack. That's, That's awesome. awesome. God, Julie, what? That's a really good question. Great question. I also Julie. don't know. I, I, if you would ask me how many things that I still had to learn about a show that I wrote many, many, many thousands of words about for years, I would have said, no, 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 nope, that's not true. That's yeah. great. That's exciting. Uh, well, thank you for doing this, Danny. We don't want to, especially because you're moving, we don't want to take up any more of your time. You've got yes. elephants to take off the walls. Don't forget to take yeah. off the elephants. Um, oh, we, uh, you know who wouldn't forget? <laughs> the elephants. That's true. Well, because oh. they're, they're standing in the room. Elephant humor. Nailed uh, it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Man, we're so good at this. I have one last question, and I'm pu- yes. and I'm putting you on the spot, and you can absolutely say no, and then we'll just cut it. But we Ooh. learned shortly before you joined the Zoom call that there is another episode of Wishbone that is also based on a Jane Austen novel. It is called Pup Fiction, and it's about Northanger Abbey. <laughs> it's going to be probably actual is. years before we get to Northanger Abbey, because we're doing all of the Pride and Prejudice adaptations first. When we get to Northanger Abbey, would you come back and talk to us about Pup Fiction? Of course. Great. That's amazing. That's awesome. Cool. I will talk. We'll, we'll be in touch in 2025. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be amazing. Thank you so much. Good luck with your move. Congrats on your special, which you can find on YouTube. Uh, is there a specific YouTube channel? Yeah, it's my YouTube channel. Uh, but if you just type in Danny Giles six parts, you'll find my special. Uh, and uh, it would mean the world, listeners, if you gave it a chance. I think you really like it. And if you do like it, tell a friend. And uh, follow me on social media. And then if I can do my final plug, uh, I do this on every podcast they do. Uh, but uh, it's because I think it's important. Stand-up comedy is like hockey. Uh, it is uh, fun to watch on TV, but it's just a different experience live. So I don't think people realize that enough. So please don't worry about seeing me, even though I'd love it if you saw me in person. Just look up your local comedy club slash outdoor venue slash whatever you're comfortable with and go and see a live stand-up comedy. It's the best art from on the planet. It'll change your entire view of the art form that's it uh that is a really great analogy because hockey is for me unwatchable on television and and the few times i've been to a hockey game it was great Um, you like can't even imagine how fast they're moving like tv does not capture how fast hockey is you're like (laughs) in person you're like oh my god these guys are insane (laughs) don't you also have a podcast am i remembering this right do you have a sports podcast? i do but it's it's been on a it's been hiatus uh, due to uh, the wild times of COVID. But uh, everything but the scores with Danny Jollis is all about fun sports stories. And uh, you're welcome to catch up. And I think I'm bringing it back soon, but I keep uh, moving. And then I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, is that your COVID hobby, just moving all the time? Oh, my God. It's just, well, we literally we went to the East Coast during COVID. We've been all over the place. Killing it. Well, if uh, if it ever comes back and you want to talk to someone about the phenomenon that is Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, Julie and I are huge Blazers fans. Uh, Dame time. Dame time. All the time. Let's if, go. Tom, Tom, are you here? I am. I am. Oh shoot! I was gonna tell. I was gonna tell you guys one of the birthday presents I got for my partner, which is Damian Lillard related. But now I can't because he's fucking here. <laughs> well. He yeah. is an incredible, incredible player who I, mm-hmm. uh, he, it, I'm, I'm friends with a Portland Trailblazer fan. We text all the time about it. I'm like, he's just, I'm like, you're so lucky to get to root for a guy like that. Just mm-hmm. what an unbelievable athlete and good human, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Very. Yeah. 
Uh, also owns a car dealership. <laughs> Just saying. Cool. A lot of, for- yeah. lot of athletes do. There you go. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I only yep. knew about Damian Lillard Toyota, I think is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you buy a car from there, uh, you can potentially win f- like fancy Blazers seats at some point. So right. Tom wants to buy a car and has lightly floated the idea that will never actually happen, that we should fly to Portland, <laughs> buy a car and drive it back to Chicago. Uh, just so it can have the little license plate that says Damian Lillard Toyota. That's so funny. I do feel like for the price of doing that, you could just get great seats to a Trailblazers game. (laughs) Probably. You're probably right. Well, thank you so much, Danny. You're the best. Uh, I can't wait to see you do stand-up live and in person again someday when people can safely travel and see things. Um, and until then, watch Six Parts. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Danny Jealous. Just Twitter mm-hmm. at Jen- mm-hmm. Danny Jealous. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, subscribe to the podcast whenever it comes back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks, Danny. Oh, guys, what an absolute pleasure. Uh, so Danny's not here anymore. So now let's talk shit about him. Yes. <laughs> God, finally. When he was leaving and he was still in the, the tri- I just, I like that guy. He's not, he's great. He's, so nice. he's really great. He's so um, so and I like that guy. you can tell cause he's no longer here. Um, I will once again say his comedy special is really fucking good. Yeah. Like really good and thoughtful and surprising. And it's just, there's a bit about, that starts with him talking about Uber that goes in a direction you would never expect. It's just, it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, back me up, guys. It's amazing. I, like I said earlier, and I even when we were talking to him, I was like, you know, when you get an assignment to watch something, sometimes you're like, okay, fine. But I, he's so funny and so, you said surprising. That's where it is. The way that he takes a joke and starts at a place where a lesser comedian would go for an easy bit. He really like stretches it out and makes you really think about the entire realm of possibility and issues surrounding the fact. Mm -hmm. And I so appreciated that. He's very, very funny. And really empathetic. I think Mm -hmm. like it's a lot of the jokes are sort of rooted in either the need to be more considerate of other people's perspectives or, the blinders that we all have on in the world. Like, it's just, I have always been in since, since I first saw my crazy ex, have always been super impressed with Danny, but I was even more impressed with the special than I expected to be. Yeah. So seriously, six parts, YouTube, watch it. You will yeah, enjoy it's worth it. It's and worth you it. can take a little break. It is in fact a special built specifically for our scales because the going, get up to get a beer scale built is, in like every 10 minutes. You could get wasted if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Just wasted. This is really right up our alley. Yeah, like, it is. And there's no sex, but there is talk about sex, so that works. That, oh, like, that was, bit, that fucking bit was one of my favorites. Yep. yep. Uh, some basketball references, that's great. Mm-hmm. Just, it's A+. plus. Um, you know who else gets an A+. plus? Who? All of our patrons. Oh, that's uh, right. If you <laughs> want to be a patron... Of Sostin Austin, a Podlander Drunkcast podcast. You can. Oh, I didn't do the thing. I didn't do the volume. Wishbone. Um, but it's whatever. Was, our, our intros are getting <laughs> elaborate. They are. <laughs> it's fine. Just imagine I did it. Um, 
You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast where you can support the show, which is incredibly helpful. Thank you so much to everyone who does it. You can also get access to our Slack channel, to our lunch breaks, which are going to come back soon. Um, our friend of the show, Scotty Caldwell, uh, pitched me on doing a lunch break about the Bayou Tapestry. <laughs> Yes. Cool. So we're going to do okay. a Bayou Tapestry lunch break. It's going to be great. Um, lunch breaks, Slack, um, uh, uh, bonus episodes, Janine's Corner, all the shit. Um, we want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do the show, but especially the following folks. <clears throat> Catspaw156, San Love and Jen, Maddie Perkins, Snazzynack, Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Madison Johnson, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Rack, Ashley Tegason. <gasps> that sound you just heard was the little TARDIS that I keep on a shelf on my desk falling over. No, it just went somewhere else. Great. Ashley Tegason, Kristen, Freckled Fury, Amelia Bazell, Liz, and Tinkerbell, Stella Welch, Chrissy Shively, Claire Feeney, Kayla Reagan, Rochelle Lefevre, Amanda Smith, Heather Robbins, Jerry Hurdle, Emily, nope, Brittany Holbert, Emily Carlson, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Steph Peterson, Kelly Mazella, Chantal Salters, Mary the Falling Statue, Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Polkowski, Anne Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Katie Kirshner, Kara Marlowe, Trish McCrary, Dr. J, Jen Linder, Drunklin, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Newton, and Kiki. The Wise. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, if you just want to find us other places, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandedrunkcast. Podlandercast? Podlandercast. On Twitter, at PodlanderCast. On Instagram, by following me, which a lot of you are now, so I, now I really have to actually do Instagram stuff. Um, you can follow Janine on TikTok. Yep. What's your TikTok? <laughs> Pagel, Pagel Man. Who's Pagel Man? I don't know. <laughs> Who's, I don't know. He's just, he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. Uh, we will be back next week for the third and final episode of our three-episode miniseries about the 20-minute episode of Wishbone called First Impressions. <laughs> You know, we're we're really a uh, milk boning wishbone. Uh, oh uh, uh, no! Uh, 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 kind of close, kind of close. Ah, uh, we should cut the mic. That. Cut the mic. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh God, I'm funny. <laughs>